Good morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Silicon Valley Tech Podcast, the weekly tech podcast where we bring entrepreneurs, we bring technologists, enthusiasts, as well as anybody who has done something in any of the aspects of technology or maybe outside of technology sphere as well. Um, the idea behind this podcast is to bring those issues, those topics, those um, you know, the, the good things and the bad things that they've gone through so that as an individual, as an entrepreneur or a budding entrepreneur, uh, you learn from their learnings and uh, become a better entrepreneur or a leader. Uh, tonight or today, I have yet another entrepreneur uh, who has been running a lot of uh, businesses as well as technology-related businesses. Uh, schools, if I could call it, or, uh, you know, some kind of programs. Uh, she is someone who has been doing this for a very long time, a, a technologist herself, uh, someone who has made a mission of teaching robotics as well as coding to people around the world, uh, right from Israel to Bangladesh, to Australia, to US, to Canada, and to India. She has students across the world who are learning not only technology or coding, but at the same time, how to be independent uh, technologists themselves. Uh, without wasting any more time, I'm gonna invite the founder, the director at Future Strong Academy, Rachna, and uh, here she is. Welcome, Rachna. Thank you so much, Varun. Glad to be here. All right. I, uh, if you can increase your volume a little bit, uh, you know, there's a little. All right. Now we can hear you properly. Yes. All right. So welcome to this podcast. I am really looking forward to hearing your story, your journey, and everything that you've been doing for the last so many years. Uh, very impressive portfolio, very impressive LinkedIn profile, as well as a career span that has you, you've been kind of into the development yourself. And then you've progressed to be someone who is teaching robotics and coding to kids, students worldwide. So tell us a little bit more about yourself and uh, and then we can take the conversation forward. Okay, thank you, Varun, for the platform. And, uh, you know, you're, you yourself are doing a lot of things to amplify the voices of so many of us. Um, so I really appreciate that. And this uh, tech space that you have created is really good for entrepreneurs to find each other and network and collaborate. Um, you know, because I keep telling my students, my kids, um, whenever I teach them that, you know, in this modern age, our network is our net worth. So if we are collaborating, if we are uh, together planning out all our ideas and strategies, we can solve any problem in the world. So um, I teach... Uh, if I have to put it in a simple language, I teach uh, all the courses that kids, all the games that kids are playing right now, I teach them how to create them. Uh, wow. Because uh, if we are not um, creators ourselves, we will become consumers. So uh, if we have to understand the inherent problem solving and the creative gene that is in us, it is important that we start when the kids are young we can teach them, hey, you don't have to be passive consumers of tech. You can create 
because if you have seen last year, there was a 12-year-old from Roblox who had created his game uh, that had gone uh, from a few users to a million users in less than a couple of days. So Roblox is a game that an average uh, person who is creating games on Roblox is 12 years old. So you can imagine, um, and it's a video game that is uh, that has developers from 16 to 22 years old. So it's just, uh, imagine the young demographic. If we can just uh, teach them to create, you know, the, the possibilities are endless. So that's what I do. And uh, I teach uh, game design, animation, virtual robotics, uh, 3D modeling, design and engineering, and all these virtually in uh, six to eight different platforms. And uh, that's what I do. So our right. mission is we can all be uh, creators if we know uh, how to. Thank you. Exactly. Um, great vision and, of course, a great thought process. But I'm sure uh, you know it has come after a lot of ideation, a lot of thought process. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure you had a, a flourished career yourself, you know, choosing or opting out of that career and moving to this side of the spectrum. What made you move from, you know, being a doer to somebody who is kind of helping people, uh, you know, achieve more goals? Okay, thank you. That is usually the question about how did you come up on this idea? And uh, I, I actually have like this, um, you know, goal that I want to be able to enable as many people uh, positively for the most amount of time. So I was, uh, you know, sitting in my office cubicle, and I was wondering, uh, is this enough in that direction? You know, am I doing enough in that direction? And so I actually started off uh, thinking about writing a book initially because my mom is an author and then I thought that was probably the line I was going to go into. But uh, it was uh, immediate. It was not an immediate impact that I was seeing. And so then I started uh, thinking about uh, teaching because my mother is also a teacher. So uh, teaching gives me a lot of immediate gratification because I see all these kids, you know, having their aha moments when we are talking to them. So I then started shifting gears, uh, you know, leaving my job as a big data scientist was not easy because, you know, it was uh, something that my boss, my company counted on me. And uh, it was a very big, uh, you know, it was a two year ideation strategy before I quit. So it has been, uh, it also coming up with the idea that, uh, you know, kids necessarily not only have to learn academia, you know, in the form of robotics or coding or sciences or any other uh, STEM-related uh, concepts, but the idea that we will all have to build a holistic child. You know, there has to be an element of uh, creativity. There has to be an element of emotional intelligence. There has to be an element of uh, that looking inward, whether, um, you know, you, you're always on the right direction or not. You know, there's so many aspects to a child that uh, will complete him or her. So uh, selling that, um, you know, soft skills or non-cognitive skills, as they're called, was not easy initially. So that is why I had to rope in the uh, robotics and coding aspect of it. And uh, that is how I designed my curriculum, keeping the holistic uh, thing in mind. We have six pillars for Future Strong Academy. And uh, we run it uh, holistically. The curriculum is based off of that. Because, uh, you know, children teach me how to create all these games, believe it or not. Six-year-olds who don't even know how to move a mouse teach me a better version of my own game that I show them. So right. they don't need you or me to help them create that. But putting in context what, um, you know, conflict management, time management, focus management, that their curiosity matters, that they matter, uh, right. that you know, they all have potential and that we believe in them. You know, sometimes we are so resistant to change uh, in our in adult life, you know, but if you observe kids, there's so much, they're always failing fast, failing big, failing fast, failing big. So retaining that inherent quality in them and uh, it is not just, it is not failure, but it is experience, you know. Uh, that's... Uh, no. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you, you mentioned, right, six years, seven year old, you know, that also comes with a lot of challenges, I'm sure, uh, you know, keeping them 
in in a check is not easy uh, yes. getting their creative juices flow uh, but at the same time making you know productive outcomes out of that is also not easy so you know you mentioned your your mom being a big influence like a teacher also as an author and but is that some is there some kind of you know additional thing uh, that that has helped you in honing these skills from this young budding you know uh, entrepreneurs or uh, you know is there a skill set that a person needs to possess if somebody has to coach guide mentor kids as young as 6 7 year olds because being a father of one i can i can vouch for one thing you know making her sit at one place for say 10 minutes is a task in itself so tell us a little bit about that as well okay so there i will like to divide your question into two parts the first part is where you are saying um, can this be an inherent quality that you are able to figure out um, you know what whether it is other people's needs or how do you thrive yourself and help others thrive or uh, how do you build an ecosystem where everybody is reliant on each other and the second question you have asked is how do you make a 6 year old uh, sit in class okay. right so the the first uh, thing is you know the best part about emotional intelligence is it is a learnable quality you can just start off by observing people because i'll tell you something let's say right now you uh, and i are selling you know what we are selling i am selling the idea through future strong academy that our potential is limitless okay our two words uh, for future strong is become unstoppable you are selling the idea that every voice matters and that if you choose wherever you are you can organize your thoughts and amplify them on a platform like this so every one of us is trying to persuade our fellow human to live to their fullest capacity so if you are uh, the emotional intelligence the empathy part and that is what separates us from uh, robots and animals right our inherent uh, you know we can find purpose in what we do we can think we can also procrastinate of course we, you know machines and animals don't do that because uh, of course animals because they have a very very less developed not as complex brain as us and uh, and machines because of the ai they just have whatever we feed into them of course with the deep learning a lot of things are changing and uh, so the second aspect is i always uh, say this to all my parents if you know there is a very famous um, uh, book uh, where logotherapy victor frankl uh, writes a book about uh, the holocaust and he talks about a concept called logotherapy he says even in the brutality of the uh, harsh conditions that he was living in he, he was a holocaust survivor he says if you find meaning you can almost somehow endure the how so i tell my children i give them context hey uh, you know what is happening right now if you learn these skills if you pick up these skills what can happen is you will be able to uh in help somebody inject the right amount of medicine into themselves if they are suffering from a chronic disease you are going to create a robot that is so precise a machine that is so precise that it can take care of that so that you don't have to worry about it you know uh, somebody must have thought uh, during the industrial age somebody must have thought that i am carrying the grocery bags in my hands but i also don't want to open the door right mm-hmm. so somebody must have thought of the idea that the doors are automatically opening up so that it is just so convenient for us to walk back and forth so if you are thinking that hey you look at a problem you want to create a solution you want to contribute if somehow the child understands that they have this inherent worth in them and that i am here to believe in you anything is possible if the child sees the relevance and the context of what they are learning the engagement is just spot on and with robotics let me tell you the engagement is almost instantaneous you know how i know 
you just look at the child and they are just odd they are just like what is this i want to figure out all about it so thank you it's got it got it and uh, you know so you know of course it's just not about the young kids it's also about you know older kids as well uh so you know why don't you talk a little bit about you know more about this as you know how do the seniors the the mid schools the high school kids kind of take this uh and make a career out of it and i'm sure you would have some stories to share some examples to share would love to kind of share something a little around that as well and and tell you something what is happening these days is that that's that's a great question the future of work as you have seen in the past 2 years has changed in a way that we can't even believe uh, you know if somebody was telling me 2 years ago that almost all of the workforce will be shut off they won't be able to go to work and uh, eventually a lot of the percentage of the work will be staying back home to continue working that is just an impossible you know uh, all these uh, rental office rental properties all these they, they couldn't have probably predicted where we are right now uh, even with the digital disruption a lot of things are happening right now so uh, if a teenager so again if a teenager uh, so if you remember um, this uh, hole in the wall experiment by sugata mitra uh, he is an indian uh, i think he lives in india and he Uh, did this uh, seminal research it was uh, hole in the wall experiment is extremely popular all around the world if you uh, have heard of it it is that thing where he in the poorest of poorest neighborhoods okay in his hometown he puts all these computer terminals for kids uh, and he just wanted to observe what would happen okay it was this amazing thing he what he finds out is so his his research and his uh, what subatra uh, excuse me sugata is known for is minimally in, invasive education so we are over educating our children right now okay so he says he finds out that children across all these learning stations they just used two things curiosity and imagination and it was it was a process of discovery for them they learned computer skills computational thinking on their own so that is the beauty so a child comes with everything that they need they they we are we cannot take away that curiosity and that imagination that they have let them just thrive on it right so that is the whole so minimally invasive education that is the whole premise of that so if they are inf- interested in bioengineering if they are interested in industrial engineering what are the how do you uh, excuse me once so how do you make it technically in a way that you can also use your computational thinking skills as well as you can also uh, you know do your work that you are mostly passionate about so if we can just keep telling our children that that is the way to go they will you know they just you just have to watch for wonders to happen got got it um and uh, you know like i said initially as well you know it's it's it definitely comes with a lot of challenges now from a future perspective right i mean for uh not only little kids older kids school going kids and people outside of that you know why why do you i mean why do i have to just limit it to kids or students like who are school going uh, there could be people who are not going to school but you know would still be interested in technology in learning robotics in learning coding of course they need some kind of initial basic knowledge but at the same time like you mentioned right i mean it it comes automatically sometimes to certain people and and they develop certain things so you know from from that perspective you know what are some of those challenges that you see in this uh, uh from a future perspective around this this ed, ed, what, what do you want to call it i don't know i mean the the it, tech uh, world or the it is uh, education technology the one so our company tech. falls under yes edtech so yes okay so uh, that's a great question so let me tell you so the 
so what I'll, I'll tell you what people are doing these days uh, in my neighborhood there are kids there are young adults uh, there is a, there is a very big um, deer fatality issue there's a very big deer fatality issue on the streets where uh, even though our speed limit is not so high 35 to 40 miles per hour when deers uh, are hit on hit head on uh, sometimes the deers die so it has become a very big problem so what happens is uh, there, there were two kids who collaborated uh, with doppler effect with using their uh, machines they were using a lot of things to create send a signal to the driver ahead of you know a deer is approaching you know it has left the uh, you know backyard of somebody's house and is approaching the highway there are all these signals that they have created that can help out me so there are a lot of innovations that are happening around us from which adults like us can take inspiration because children are just solving the problems that they are seeing around them so the first thing i request people who are interested and you know there is a famous quote uh, i think is it uh, i i don't want to misquote but uh, the minute you think that you know everything learning stops right so so the first thing is the mindset that i can learn and i can figure out the solution to a problem the next thing is understanding how our future is evolving every single day we are making exponential leaps in the in the area of ai and humans versus ai as of today right now we still have an edge because of our complex brains we are still giving a tough competition to the machine you know uh, if i put a picture in front of a machine of a cat of my real life my cat griffin or the picture of a cake design of the same guy griffins you know like a knife that the machine will not be able to figure out which one is a real cat it is a cat cat but a baby even a 18 month old who just started talking can say cat right so that is where we still have the edge the sense of perception we we still have that uh, you know the, the thing that identifies us separates us from the machine uh this can go a little longer if you like two more minutes i just uh, want to elaborate sure. on this okay right. okay so how we have evolved uh, with this whole ai thing is if you notice we were doing some very mundane tasks when ai came along we were starting to do voice translations google translate was a big thing um, automate uh, automatic speech recognition came along i was using a lot of apps that would convert um, my writings into audio so that i can just play ar- around to see whether uh, they were ready uh, that they were a good draft to just post you know those were the kind of advanced level tasks that i was doing just a few uh, months ago or years ago now uh, i have friends uh, i don't have all these alexas and all these uh, even though my phone is i'm sure watching me but i don't have alexas around in my house but a lot of my friends have alexas their own personal assistant they have this internet of thing uh, refrigerator which just you just have to yell at it that add milk to my task list and it is done you know all these advances have come in okay right. you just follow rules you have a fixed set of rules and then you follow okay again we have a superiority over here where we can plan we can figure out a purpose for the task you know as humans we have an edge over there but now ai has this branches machine uh, Uh, sorry machine learning and deep learning what has happened is of course uh, both of them are about large amounts of data and using mathematical models to help you inform with better decision making you know even before you can blink your netflix is telling you what you should be watching right so how is that happening so that is machine learning and now what has happened is the automation driverless cars because of which um, they are saying that 
the distracted driving and the drunk driving and all these things can be uh, can lead to less fatality fatality will go down okay they are saying that uh, we are you know we are already seeing all those things you know mm-hmm. uh, the customer service reps who are who needs customer service reps in the future if a machine is able to pick out of 2000 uh, frequently asked questions and throw it back at you you are already chatting with a chatbot i was just teaching my kids uh, my python students how to create a chatbot just half an hour ago so trying to understand how all these things work and now what is happening is deep learning has come into place machines are doing deep learning themselves so what it means is the human is becoming even more redundant what is happening is the it is trying to mimic the neural network of the brain where data is synthesized over and over again and it is the it is pulling out the best representation so in earlier what would happen is i'll just give you a quick example if it is machine learning versus deep learning let's say machine learning you are going to try to find out uh, if a pit bull is attack going to attack you a fierce dog is going to attack you earlier uh, if i was the developer i would put, put in all the features of how a threat looks like you know aggressive um, all kinds of things and then i will also put in you know based on my biases towards the fierce dog the pit bull i would also put in all the features of the pit bull right now in deep learning i avoid putting all the features of the pit bull and i just simply upload thousands and thousands of pictures which are dog not dog so dog not dog and the machine makes a decision what how a pit bull looks like so you're not adding your inherent biases to it right so mm-hmm. that is why deep learning is going forward and forward so if you understand how our world is evolving if you are so we we can talk about the next uh, step if humans are becoming redundant and redundant so where is my place in the tech world okay so basically that is how you have to understand is it design or engineering is it decision is it aiding in writing that how does a threat look like but if you want to understand how a threat looks like you have to look up from your phone and see people who are angry right if you don't have that emotional intelligence to understand how an angry person looks how would you even code for it right so there's so many things it's like a yes so that's uh, no that's sorry that's, long answer you know, that, yeah no no that's a, that's a great answer and that's a, a great perspective as well you know for people who want to uh, kind of you know get get the real sense of how things work how we have to you know get into the uh, you know one of the things that one of the questions that come in yeah came in yesterday about this particular topic was very very basic and and i think you giving these long answers are actually definitely helping those questions but let me just put that very basic question to supplement to what you just mentioned uh, in layman's term right people get scared coding coding means you have to learn some kind of language to have an expertise or some kind of background in technology and what not uh, for that layman or for that that individual who wants to get into this who really wants the the first step uh, you know towards being a i don't know a game designer or any any you know app designer what are those prerequisites and how would you encourage someone with no technical background to kind of take that first step okay so great uh, thank you for asking that so first thing is obviously are you self motivated to because one of the careers you know kids are always like these days if you ask them what do you want to be when you grow up the first answer the most popular answer is a youtuber okay the second most appeal is a game designer so how will you uh, if you want to be a trader or if you want to be a, a game designer yourself or if you want to be in any kind of capacity in the technology world first thing is are you motivated enough okay because what happens is again if you are not strong enough in your convictions in your uh, you know the final destination if you're not sure where you want to be or what you want to do 
the smallest setback you will get, you're just going to give up, right? So having that conviction, okay, we'll, we'll talk about, uh, you know, what are the core values that a person needs and all that if we get to that uh, eventually, but having that conviction, that strength of courage, uh, the character and the clarity, most important, the first thing, the first pillars of future strategy is clarity. Do you even know what you want? Okay, so first thing is that, as far as technical knowledge is concerned, anybody, so look at this, layman terms, right? You're thinking for yourself. You're, uh, you're thinking in your mother tongue. I'm thinking in my mother tongue. I sometimes think in English when I have to respond in English. Uh, uh, we are using all these different languages to communicate with ourselves and others. You are simply teaching a machine something that doesn't have its own brain, how to think. And how do you do that? You are teaching it in the language that it understands. It is coding. It, the language that a machine understands is coding. You are just putting that artificial intelligence in its brain. It doesn't have its own brain, so you have to feed it everything, and then voila, it's uh, going to work. So the coding is, uh, if we get into the technicalities of it, you know, Writing, figuring out the syntax, figuring out how, uh, you know, the indentation or figuring out how to lay out your program line by line, how the machine executes it is just semantics. There's not, it's not a big deal. If you understand the concept, if you're ready to go for it, if you want to do it, if you're ready to make your machine think, everything else is a piece of cake. It is a learnable quality. You can do it. You have put yourself through 20 years of school uh, if not anything you can do it so yeah, hey I have done it and uh, you know I've, I've done it for 20 years you know anybody can do it perfect perfect I think that should definitely answer and uh, from you know one of the things that you know people always say you know that we how can we be sure that you know this is the right field for us you know or this is the right language for us or uh, how can you say that this technology is going to last for, um, you know, that's a multi-million dollar question, but, you know, how, how will this technology last my lifetime or I don't have to kind of, you know, uh, re kind of purpose my whole, whole learning and all that stuff. So what would you like to tell people who are just venturing out and planning to get into this? Okay. Um, so here, what you have to think is a skill set that you are acquiring is it scalable or not? Is it, can it be cross-functional? By that, I need, if you see in the ERP world, uh, what is the full form again? Uh, it's enterprise uh, uh, relationship. Resource planning. Resource planning, yes, thank you. So ERP world, a company has all these uh, functions, sales, marketing, HR, uh, and all these different modules, but uh, a person who is technical, strong technical background inside the sales philo, he just needs, okay, so he's, if they're using the same exact application across the board, okay, uh, of course, uh, every sales has their own different applications, they're generating reports and everything. So there are like, let's say five or six different applications. So, if this is an application, sometimes companies also use proprietary software, their own software. Sometimes they use uh, out-of-the-box software that they uh, acquire from a third-party vendor. So all these things, no matter what the application is, make sure that your skill set is scalable and it is cross-functional. Okay, You are going to... Uh, look into the same data, you're going to try to figure out the same, uh, you know, permutations and combinations and algorithms and everything. But think the way you think about the data, the way you analyze your data, everything, it's pretty much the same. The idea behind it is going to be the same. So think about cross-functionality skills, okay, that can last longer. Uh, you know, as you age, people tend to go from technical to functional roles, because for the same reason, because now they have enough experience in one domain, two domains or three domains. So they're able to see the end to end of any kind of a life cycle. And then they can, 
go forward with it. So scalability, cross-functionality, this is what I would look at. Uh, and of course, with any technical application, you can only do so much. I mean, uh, I would say I have worked with five or six different applications, but every time it was something which was very hot. So, but uh, how long does it take you to pick it up if you actually know the real basics of how things work and how machine learning works? It's, again, uh, pretty easy. I mean, you just have to have the will. Got it, got it, got it. So, you know, a little bit about your your own journey now. Uh, you know, I'm sure uh, it has not been easy. It has, it comes with its own set of challenges, so set of issues, uh, you know, not only from, you know, designing the the entire, you know, syllabi or, or the curriculum of, of the education, but also from the logistic, you know, as an entrepreneur, you have to not only look at, you know, what is your value proposition, but also around the other aspects, which people don't generally see. Now, if somebody has to be the next Rachna, you know, what would be some of those learnings, some things that you can share uh, with everybody that, you know, these are my learnings, these are my, you know, points where I failed and I, I really uh, could have done something better. If you could share some of those aspects from your entire journey, that'll be great. Okay. So, um, thank you. So, uh, I um, this is what I teach my two boys at home. Uh, this is, you know, even if I cannot give them anything in life, I always tell them this is the only lesson I want them to take away. Okay. So, reducing the reaction time. Okay. So, what that means is, Oh, somebody said something to me 10 years ago and it still hurts. Okay. So when you say that out loud, also, it doesn't really sound great. So why are you holding on to something that has, uh, that is burdening you? So reducing the reaction time of something that has happened. So by that, I mean, of course, obviously something that bad that has happened. So literally this week, uh, February 28th, was my second year anniversary of the uh, business that I had started on the ground. And I ran it pre-COVID for one week, okay, before March 13th, everything shut off. So I threw a pizza party. I was like, guys, this is it. I am the next whatever Silicon Valley is calling, all that. And then what happens is one week, 10 days, everything shuts down and you know, it's just, okay, you know, that story I can tell you for two hours. But the point is, initially, I started observing. So Gen Z, okay, Gen Z is yeah. the the people, the, the children who are born after 1995. What they do is they have a cause that is close to their heart. Any, ask any Gen Z. They are not just the narcissistic people that we see around they have a cause their climate change animal abuse uh, bureaucracy uh, you know civil rights you know amplifying their voice anywhere they want okay so speaking about their choices and also talking about it openly so i thought about it like my cause when i opened this uh, operations on ground saying that okay maximum amount of people maximum amount of positive change, right? So that was the whole goal. But my passion also, as an entrepreneur, this is the biggest thing that I took away. If my passion is not sustainable in a way that I'm also making a profit, I will get so desperate that I will give up. So money gives you options, okay? Take the money, amplify your good work. So, you know who, my best friend, she lives in India. She said one thing that changed my life. She said, if you were finding a cancer, you, if you found out a cancer drug that can save millions of lives, would you shut up and be quiet about it? So the second thing is market yourself. It's okay to market yourself. You're not showing off. You're just telling people what you're offering. You are just showing what your services and products are. Who knows who it can help? Who knows whose day you can make? Whose career you can make? There are teenagers. There is a child who uh, is uh, creating 
tennis ball and a tennis racket that uh, that kids can, uh, blind people can play there are kids uh, who are uh, in in the medical universities in downtown they are uh, you know emory or georgia tech anywhere uga all these kids you know they they intern with me sometimes in summer for summer camps they are actually right now creating robotic arms that can deliver precise amount of medicine they are creating some life saving uh, equipment is not just tele uh, not just in medicine the the areas in which they are thinking about how to problem solve it's just so amazing you just you can't help but be motivated so the 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 thing that i want to say is here we are the future if you observe as an entrepreneur you have to be keenly attuned to how the future is how it is evolving is we are making automatic choices okay everything is being based on our past behavior you know amazon will tell you what you should be buying next what you should be seeing next on netflix they're guiding of course big tech has its own agenda it doesn't have its own uh, policies it it is self regulating i mean we can go into ethics uh, if you have some time but you know it is self regulating itself so it is up to us to understand that we are the ones who are in charge of technology not the other way around right. so automatic choices are being made okay our interactions with uh, one another are becoming a little too superficial in the name of personalization a lot of our privacy and our security and safety data is being just funneled into the systems of deep learning that are going to curate and figure out they a machine might know better things about me than myself you know can you imagine what can happen if you leave the machines to do major life changing decisions for you the second thing that is happening is civic superpowers we have these amazing we i cannot tell you for the past two years what i have been observing on the mainstream um, you know the the conversations that we have been having the kind of uh, sorry what's it okay so the kind of conversations that we are having you know how companies like us have to change ourselves we have to see what people are talking about how are people you know it is it has become a very very participatory world everybody wants to have a voice everybody wants to have a say in a product that they have bought 2 dollar products on amazon have two page reviews i am just mm-hmm. amazed at the kind of civic responsibility people are taking they are they are questioning the government's gap they are like hey this is not what my elected official should be doing you know they are questioning uh, the, the social norms and the cultural fabric and everything hey this is how we were dressed dressing at some point of time but you know gender fluidity is coming in there is a great tolerance uh, for people to live the way they want as long as it is not disturbing the peace and security of the other person next to them you know we are engaging in more and more the third thing that is happening is we are observing the trends and we are becoming we, we are allowing technology to just transform uh, we are deeply deeply in the nexus of that digital disruption we are we are putting as humans we are putting ourselves right in the middle of it so okay. so as an entrepreneur it is extremely important for you to understand what is happening you have to be keenly attuned to your present and where you want to uh, be in the future so sorry i okay. this is a little uh, it's just a little passionate for me so i'm just like going on and on it is it is showing up and you know and that's why you know we do this and that's the reason for starting this separate podcast uh, so that you know people who are passionate about you know their own domain their feet and speak openly freely and inspire many more um, entrepreneurs and who knows you know next uh entrepreneur could mention you know next next satyanadela or um, you know bill gates could come out of one of these conversations and mention about one of our podcast that you know what rachna came that day and she was the one who inspired me now that takes me to the to the other aspect of rachna 
you know, I did go through your website as well. And, you know, I would definitely love all of uh, the information to be shared. But before that, one thing that definitely strikes, um, and it's a very good thing to have, your dream, your aspiration to get the Nobel Prize. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that and what's the, the the agenda behind that? And, you know, who knows? You know, of course, you will get it. I have a firm belief you will get the Nobel Prize. But um, why should we have such kind of goals set and how, how the, do they help? Oof. Okay, you hit a nerve. Okay, so <laughs> thank you. So first of all, yes, uh, I am working backwards from my goal of uh, 2044 Nobel Prize. Okay. So, okay, let's put aside the semantics of the Nobel Prize aside. You know, there's a lot of corruption, bureaucracy. Uh, is it really legitimate? Why the Nobel? There are so many other things. So forget all that. In the spirit of achieving the highest honor for humanity, let's just put it that way, whatever the honor might be. Sure. Okay, uh, so the Nobel for 2044 was something that I had conceived six years ago. I also wrote uh, an essay, the acceptance speech, which is on my website. People are like, huh, well, you're crazy. So are we. So it's okay. You know, it, there's, that's the kind of understanding. But the point is, I realized very, very late in the game, uh, according to conventions, very late in the game at 35, 36, that... There is more to me than uh, what I'm doing right now. I have a whole lot of potential because I was not listening to people saying that your writing is making an impact on me. I was like, ah, that is all good work. Yeah, great. Thank you. But I never took anybody seriously because, you know, they say, oh, if you're humble and you think you're already humble, you don't, you have lost that humility. So I was like always trying to be like this humble person, but not trying to. But the point is, all this humility costed me about my prime 20s and my 30s, figuring out if corporate was really my thing. You know, is this really, imagine me sitting behind a machine for the rest of my life. You know, I'm, so that aha moment came when I was thinking, there is something more to this, right? What can I do? So then I started seeing children who are just, doing whatever is there in their capacity for themselves, for others, trying to make an impact, belonging, and all these beautiful aspects about a child that we lose as we age. So in a sense, I have tried to transform myself into a child, curiosity, imagination, you know, nothing is impossible kind of an attitude, of course, within reasonable limits. Okay, I mean, a group of uh, girls from Atlanta right now, a mobs from Atlanta are climbing the Kilimanjaro right now. I mean, you know, hopefully in 10 years, I'll get there. But the point is, uh, within, you know, if you give reason, reason, it'll, there's so many of them. You have so many excuses that will keep coming up. Right. So uh, the, the, the thing is, what are the three key things? Clarity of vision certainty of action and the conviction that you hold in your heart that you believe that it will all fall into place if you do all the right things so just to uh, exemplify that idea i keep telling anybody and everybody that that is my goal so that if if a person uh, from a rural town in india can aspire for it and can literally do whatever she thinks is in the benefit of the community and try her best. Uh, you know, you know, it's just uh, anything is possible. Great, great. And, you know, just to add a little bit on that, um, you know, when you mentioned about the age little late in the life, I hope uh, you and all of the listeners uh, have heard the story of uh, Colonel Sanders, uh, the person who started uh, KFC. He was 60 when he had, you know, the bulb lit for him and, and he started 65 when he started KFC. And uh, yes, he did uh, live a good life, I would say, after that. And he died a millionaire or a multimillionaire. But more than the money, there is no age. Uh, there is no uh, you know factor of like a number that by 
a certain age an idea should strike you know and you should be successful and success means different to different people you know success could be money success could be you know the creative success uh, could be that kind of satisfaction that you get by developing something which might not make you a millionaire you know um, just to add to that you know i i recently was looking at or watching a clip of this uh, shark tank the india shark tank that's happening where a poor fellow from a village uh, you know has come up with a very basic idea of how to put fertilizer uh, without lifting it on his uh, on his back or his father's back who used to do it and that idea definitely you know struck a chord with the investors they've invested they've even given him some uh, tax free money as well so you know the the point that i wanted to add to what what rachna was also uh, alluding to was even though people feel that it's too late and they start kind of you know giving up on certain aspirations that you know what let my kid or my you know somebody else do it and you know i'm too old or i'm getting you know in that zone i think that there is no such thing as that and whenever you think is the right time that is the right time simple as that and uh, here you go uh, there's a question and i will love to do that and i was actually about to add uh, you know ask you for those details as well but anand who happens to be one of my very early uh, uh, you know guests when i used to do this radio show and he has uh, graced the studio uh, with the ceo as well he's he's uh, based out in india he's asking wonderful session curious to know if you work coach across different geographies so thank you sir i actually coach uh, um, i have my own executive uh, coaching uh, services as well uh, and uh, my only international client if you will is in africa right now south africa right now so um i would love to uh, you know connect with you and you know whatever you are thinking just let's talk and uh, yep happy to connect no barrier thank you thank right. you and happy everybody to- who is commenting uh, thank you uh, we are on the youtube platform here and everybody who is commenting really appreciate that i'm going to go and read everything good bad and the ugly so please please be candid uh, you know everybody has to grow so criticism is critical so thank you right and just to add guys uh, you know even though this podcast will be available on youtube but will also be on the podcast applications so you can definitely hear us on multiple uh, apps and i will be posting it on the newsletter so if you've not registered to the newsletter or subscribed to the newsletter you can uh, you just have to look for thumbtack at varun kapoor and you will be able to find me all right as we come to the very end of the session like i said uh, rachna would love uh you to share some details around if people have to contact you uh your website your contact details and uh, you know what additional services or uh, you know offerings do you have okay so um just want to say that wherever you can search for my name or um our future strong so our future strong right here on the screen i think you can see it um on any social media you can find me at our future strong and uh, the idea is uh, i have two words for you become unstoppable and if you can realize the inherent potential in you we can all rise to the level that you know we cannot even imagine in our dreams so um just want to uh, thank varun for this opportunity just want to also conclude there are three very important aspects of technology if you are planning to get into this uh, space uh, thank you thank you varun so if you are planning to get into this space of technology i would like you to consider uh, if uh, this is not going to be your primary source of income um, as well as if it is going to be your primary source of income if you are an adult um, or if you are a parent looking for courses whatever it is if you are teaching or learning technology the aspects that i want you to think about is how our world is evolving is i would put it in three different uh, areas it is you know empathy that we talked about all along that we are the only ones as humans who can find a purpose in what we are doing figure out a purpose and then start acting and we are the ones who can connect the dots and we are the ones who know the ethical implications of what we are doing so 
the first thing is empathy so please uh, you know in our world where we are desire driven so much that at a click of a button you can literally get the world at your feet i want you to think before you act especially if you are in the tech space so empathy is critical and the second thing that i request you is i've seen some of the richest of kids on the planet and the poorest of kids on the planet in my journey as a teacher i cannot tell you a child uh, in honduras the parents don't know english i don't know what to say they don't know what to say the child knows broken english they have a, a phone a mobile phone for eight of the people in the house he codes python on that phone okay wow. so imagine the kind of so the equity of resources there is a problem of availability of resources uniformly and across all demographics and all places so uh, so please if you uh, you know what i keep doing i keep hunting around for anybody who is throwing away laptops or uh, we are sitting uh, if you know this uh, techno materialism we are sitting on 40 billion dollars worth of unused technology in our homes in the us so around the world you can imagine what that number can be so please if you can donate your old phone or your laptop to somebody remember the sugata mitras um, that seminal research where you just put it in front they will figure out how to use it so equity of education so empathy equity and the last final thing is ethics so please uh, understand why you are doing what you are doing you literally have the power of creating in your hands but you know if i i, I don't watch a whole lot of movies but if you know the movie which is um, the trans not transformers a uh, transformers where there is with their bad guys good guys and you know all kinds of things so the thing that you're going to create is it going to be used for the greater good okay because right now un has uh, a moratorium it has uh, united nations has a moratorium and um, oecd uh, which is the organization for uh, cooperative economic cooperation and development they also have some stipulations on how uh, we have to build a sustainable ai as a sustainable resource for the greater good of the planet so you know there's a lot of uh, cyber warfare there's a lot of cyber um, threats lot of drones illegally flying around homes some of our neighbors are going through those issues so please make sure that you are leveraging you know thanks to technology i always make for a case for technology but i also you know because of technology i'm able to talk to you yes but there are going to be implications if we don't uh, you know use it to the right cause so thank you those are the three things yeah. great great you know um, and i think that also brings us to the very end of this podcast um, guys it has been a very inspiring one for me um, and i'll be very honest uh, you know certain ideas while while i was hearing uh, rachna have also struck my mind now and and i think you know we should all uh, get these kind of you know ideas as well uh, from such conversations that and then evolve them and then talk to more people another thing which i feel uh, one of the visions that i have through this podcast is uh, like one of my one of the earlier visions is already trying getting fulfilled that uh, you know somebody is trying to connect with rachna now and uh, you know it's it's really humbling to see that with technology we are able to connect people setting poles apart and and still leverage the best of technology so thanks anand for the message and more than happy to connect like i said and not only anand anybody else who wants to be connected we we've, we've had great conversation with biren gandhi an iot expert we've had a wonderful session last time with shri ramaswami in the fintech as well as insurance industry and now robotics and machine learning and of course life coaching so you know and and more of such sessions will be you know done in the near future uh, so feel free to connect with all of us um, you know all our details will be available either on the newsletter or on on you know the social media platforms as you can already see on the screen as well for people who are watching on youtube 
but on podcast you know it will all be available as content um, you know so please feel free to connect and before i end this uh, first of all thank you so much rachna for taking out time and uh, before we end this stream uh, one last message or statement from your side okay so again uh, just for kids everybody believes in your potential no matter how you enter the classroom or your life with a barrier for learning you know you might have had a tough day at home you might have had um, you know a breakdown of sorts but uh, at the classroom or uh, where you are learning the only thing that matters is you and how you are leveraging your potential so thank you so much uh, and robots are still indifferent to human suffering so we still have an edge let's go rock the world thank you mommy and in rachna's words or terms let's all become unstoppable thank you everyone take care god bless and i'll see you on the next podcast bye for now